0: Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Utah's own Pastor Steve Pearson of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs and Pastor Keith Radke of River Community Church in West Jordan. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it's our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for today's conversation.
1: It is so good to have you back with us today on Shouts of Grace Radio, or for the first time, if this is your first time tuning in, we're so thankful to have you with us. This is Pastor Keith Radke of River Community Church in West Jordan, Utah, and I'm here with Pastor Steve Pearson of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs. Uh, Pastor Steve and I, we've known each other for two years. Um, it's been an incredible two years. I've had the privilege of serving in ministry together and uh, just being good friends and uh, encouragers to one another and doing shots of grace radio together. I hmm. uh, love the show and and just love the fruit of uh, what God has done through it. Hey, we want to invite you to visit shotsofgraceradio.com and to contact us there and send us your questions about bible difficulties. Hmm. Is there some passage in the scriptures or a topic that you're wrestling with, and you want us to wrestle with it too. If you're going to be miserable, you don't want to be miserable by yourself. That's right. <laughs> uh, so we want to join you. Uh, no, in all seriousness, we want to we want to look at these passages and 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 face them and and be willing to say that there's some things we don't know, some mm. things that aren't clear, but some other things like um, Pastor Steve and I were we're working on some contradictions in Scripture. Mm. You know, the, the, that's a challenge to the Bible. A lot of times is. As well, well, there's so many contradictions, and this and passage I would, said this, and this passage says that.
2: I would extend an invitation to our to our skeptical friends. Yes, um, those of you that think the Bible isn't true because of all of the contradictions. Hey. We respect you, but we want to throw a challenge out to you. Send in those contradictions. Let us answer them um, on the broadcast, uh, obviously in a respectful way, because we we know that that there are perceived contradictions, but we don't believe that the Bible has contradictions. We believe that it is inerrant um, in its original writings and has proven to be so uh, down through the ages. And so please, that's your challenge. Send those in and we will answer those.
1: Shouts of grace radio.com. So it's, you know, a couple of weeks into the new year, and a lot of us have made resolutions that uh, we're already struggling to keep up with. Um, there's a lot of bad news, as as there is all the time, but, you know, the availability of of the internet and, and just kind of on-demand TV all the time. There's a lot of reason for worry these days. There's a lot of people who, you know, they said at the beginning of this year, I, I'm not going to worry about this anymore. And here we are you know, just into January, and I already I already feel, you know, you already feel, somebody out there feels, I just, I can't handle this, you know. And anxiety sets in, worry sets in. Um, anxiety, you know, we're told in, in the scripture, uh, in Proverbs, that anxiety in the heart causes depression. And so a lot of people find themselves depressed, really just struggling with finding any sort of joy in life. And if you can relate to that, Hang tight with us for about the next 20 minutes, and we want to talk about this subject. But I want to start by reading a scripture that always jumps out to me when when I'm dealing with any sort of worry, anxiety, fear. And then Philippians chapter 4, starting in verse 4 through verse 7. It reads this way, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. It's just a point worth emphasizing, right? We just, we need to choose joy. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone the Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Now, there's a way to do this in the next couple of verses, but we'll talk about that towards the end of the broadcast today. But, it, but he says here, the Lord is at hand, and some translations will put a period there, and some, like this one, will put a semicolon and then continue the thought. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything let your, uh, in prayer and supplication, let your request be made known to God. The Lord is at hand. I, I love the way that it is. And, you know, when you look at a Bible and you see verses, sometimes we tend to segment thought by verse numbers. But Paul's just writing a letter here. And he's writing a letter to people he cares about. And he says, the Lord is at hand. And I... You know, Bible Bible translators, Bible scholars, you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but I want to put so. The Lord is at hand, so do not be anxious about anything. Mm. And, and I think that's a perspective that really helps us face anxiety and fear and worry that is real, depression that is real, you know, the, the effects of, of anxiety on our lives physically, emotionally, mentally, even spiritually. I think the Bible is telling us there is an answer for that. Mm. And the answer is not just uh, uh, a couple of things to do, but it's actually the Lord. That's right. That's the Lord right. is at hand. He is near. He's yeah. at your hand, at your right hand, at your left hand. He's close by. Yeah. And, and he, so don't be anxious. And, and let your request be known to God. Talk to God about it. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Yeah. Pastor Steve, you're a human being. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you deal with anxiety and worry, I'm sure, on some level. How does this scripture help you in your journey following christ
2: well i'll tell you this you know when the bible talks about the kingdom of god it, it talks about it in, in in a couple different frameworks number one we talk it talks about a literal kingdom that's coming but then jesus said uh, the kingdom of god is within right and, and and so the kingdom of god is not just something that that i believe will literally take place it's something that is right now And 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 the idea is christ is reigning in the heart of man right now he's the king right now nothing happens that goes doesn't go through the king right now and because of that if the lord is at hand if if he's reigning now in your life in light of that don't be anxious Hmm. don't 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 let things you know get you down now now to your point keith sometimes the bible reminds us and sets a bar that tells us here's what god wants but the reality is we we deal in a realm where where we can't always tap into that you know it, or it takes a while it takes us going through things so for right. example you know uh you lose your job maybe you've got bills that are taking place you've got you know you've got health issues you've got a house payment that you've got you know, you've got all these things that happen that relationship issues that cause anxiety right Life is the reality. Is life is not without anxiety? That just isn't going to happen. But what happens, Keith, is, is is God puts us, allows us to go through these things to bring us out to a desired end, where after we see the faithfulness of God and we see how He works, that we can tap into what He's saying here. I have no reason to be anxious. Let, let me let me read one thing along right, right right along the same lines that you were talking about. Um, this is out of Matthew chapter six. Jesus says on the Sermon on the Mount, therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on it is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. And he goes on and say, which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to the span of his life? And and, and I love that. It's It's what he's saying there is, look, life is going to happen right you you're going it's just going to unfold, and by your anxiety and your worrying you're not going to add one thing to your life but here's what you will do, Keith and I found this out as you worry and as you take as as you as you engage in anxiety. You won't add one thing to your life, but you will take some oh, things yeah, away. Definitely. You'll take hours away in conversations with your spouse and your friends about the worry. All those hours you could be pressing into something mm. different. You will actually rob your life rather than add to it. And I that's think right. that's what Jesus is saying.
1: I think it's so important that you said that anxiety is a part of life, oh. right? It, it, it's too easy as Christians. We, we we want things to be awesome, right? Like Like the Lego movie, everything is awesome. Everything is not awesome and, and, and life is hard and it has its challenges. And part of those challenges are dealing with things like worry, like anxiety. And so I think as a Christian, we deal in the realm of reality when we deal with God, we Mm -hmm. deal in the realm of truth. And the truth is it exists. The truth is it's a part of who we are. It's, it's, it's the implications of, of, of sin and it's curse on the world. And so we're not talking about being dismissive of anxiety. We're not talking about, um, not getting the right kind of help or the right kind of support. When you need it going through those kind of things. What we're talking about here is is a is God's perspective for facing it. And and you've you've nailed it in, in saying this that when we decide to face worry, anxiety, fear our own way, then we are robbed of things. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't <laughs> who who can add but you can take away. That's right. And and I, I mean I think of of myself, how many conversations with people that I care about have been um, you know, cut short or, or deprived because of things like anxiety and worry. Um, think of how much time people spend worrying about money. And a couple episodes ago, we talked mm. about the subject that how many people um, worry about the perception that somebody else has of them, right? We're always trying to measure up to somebody else's expectations, yeah. spoken or unspoken. Um, how many times in marriages where there's just something missing because one or both spouses are just constantly worried and anxious that, you know, things aren't going right. What does he think? What is she's going to do? You know, is she going to leave? Is he going to go? You know, there's all this kind of stuff. And and we spent all this time and and what happens is we begin to implode. We begin to, you know, withdraw into ourselves. And Paul addresses with something that requires a choice. And he says, rejoice, rejoice mm-hmm. in the Lord always. And again, I'll say rejoice. And so mm-hmm. there's a there's a first step towards looking for a reason to rejoice. That's right. Looking for a reason to get out of that place of, which is real. Don't get me wrong. We get this. Anxiety can lead to depression. Depression becomes very consuming Mm. and you become very withdrawn and very, you know, enclosed in this trap. And, and God is saying to us through the words of Paul here, uh, there is a way out. That's right. Start to look out.
2: That's right. Keith, you know what I love about the Bible is the writers of scripture, they never, they never cloak in even as they're writing. They don't cloak their own humanity right. and the sinfulness even within their own humanity. A lot mm. of times we think as as we're reading the scriptures that that the scriptures like like somebody like Paul who's who's writing that somehow in his writing that there isn't an expression of his humanity and his sinfulness. Let let me give you an example. Like when Paul is talking about all the stuff that he endured, like oh you know we were shipwrecked, we were all this stuff in Second Corinthians chapter eleven. He says this. He says in verse 27, we were in toil and night. We were in hunger and thirst, often without food and cold and exposure. And apart from other things, there is the daily pressure of me, of my anxiety for all the churches. Right. And then he says, who is weak? Am I not weak? Who is made to fall? Am I not indignant? His anxiety for all the churches Why was he anxious for them? Now, we, we can paint that in a good way because he's the apostle Paul, or we could say, look, I had worry on me. Mm. I was worried about these churches, and the reality is, we could say the same, he would probably say the same thing about his weakness is that, look, why don't, I could, why don't I just trust God with them? They're, they're God's church but there was something in his emotional makeup that caused this anxiety and this worry about maybe their provision about this or that it would be no different than a christian today who's who's anxious you know because well are, are we going to i got I mean, i'm anxious for the churches is river going to be able to pay their bills is redemption hill going to be able to pay their bills or and i'm worried about the people in the church oh my gosh there's this anxiety there we we we, we tend to think paul was was immune to all this right, right? and the reality is Even the great apostle Paul says there's an anxiety that presses into the human psyche that is real, you know, Mm. and, and man, if you want to, if you want to read David in Psalm 40, Psalm 41, you want to talk about the depression of, as he's expressing his depression, why are you downcast? Oh, my soul. Why are you disquieted within me? These are people, man. This is like real life. And, And I think the communication is, look. This is a part of life, but the reality is we don't have to be anxious. Not, not that, you know, we're not going to be, we don't have to be anxious because God is the king and he's in control. Oh, ah, excellent words.
0: You're listening to Shouts of Grace Radio with Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke. At Shouts of Grace Radio, we're thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah on the airwaves with the good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Key Radio can be found online at keyradio.org, and your support of Key Radio makes programs like Shouts of Grace Radio possible. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for the conclusion of today's conversation.
1: So we see in the Bible that it addresses the issues of our life in a very real way. Paul is honest in 2 Corinthians chapter 11 that he deals with anxiety over the churches that he worries about churches and that is a human level that's not some sort of super spiritual oh look at me i have this holy worry no 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 he's worrying he's anxious it it's keeping him from sleeping at night cuz he says who's weak who's weak <laughs> I, i'm weak i'm weak and and that's that is a testimony too the christian is not that we we're not so self strong and we're not so we don't just we don't arrive anywhere where we don't need the kind of help and the kind of support that other people need we need it as long as you've been walking with jesus pastor steve Mm -hmm. over 25 years right as long as you've been walking with jesus you know you're still struggling with some of the same issues you did 25 years ago maybe not in the same way but why because we're human because we're in this body paul would write about who's going to deliver me from this body of death we deal with our humanity every day and that is a hopeful aspect and an amazing part of the gospel is that god through jesus christ became one of us he took on human flesh. Jesus experienced every human weakness and every human temptation, except that he did not sin. And Hebrews says that we, because of that, we have a compassionate high priest. We have a savior who actually gets it. He gets what we've experienced because he's experienced it too. And this might be hard for some to swallow, but I, I'll tell you this I would not be surprised if Jesus dealt with some worry hmm. and some anxiety from a human standpoint. Because you remember when in John chapter six, when he says some very hard words and all these people left him. He turned to, the, to his 12 and he said, are you going to leave me too? Mm. And I think sometimes we, we might present that from more of the divine standpoint. Are you going to leave me? Kind of like a challenge. But was, was Jesus being vulnerable as a human in that moment and saying, are you going to leave me too? Are you going to leave me alone? And if you have ever worried about abandonment and loneliness, Jesus asks a question that deals with mm. that. He says, are you going to leave me? And, and so Jesus can relate to you on these things. And he, he is accepting of our humanity that that's how we are, but he has a way for us to be overcomers, to overcome anxiety.
2: Jesus relates, and, and, and we certainly don't want to be condemning here. We want to paint a good picture, but Jesus relates anxiety to a lack of faith. Yes. And when he goes on and he talks to that in, in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter six, he says, you know, will God not much more clothe you than obviously a, lily, a lilies of the field? Oh, ye of little faith, hmm. therefore don't be anxious, saying what shall we eat? So, so he's saying, look, when, when we have anxiety and you look throughout scripture, anxiety is a lack of faith. It's not saying that you're not saved. It's not saying that you're not a Christian. It's Just saying the expression of anxiety is an attack on faith because really what it does is it draws in worry to the human soul rather than the ability of God to counteract or over, you know, Mm -hmm. turn anything on earth. And so it it is a lack of faith and, and knowing that. God is always pressing into those areas where we lack faith. Oh, ye of little faith! I like that because it doesn't say no faith, Keith. It says, Oh, ye of little faith. Right. And when we're anxious, we're demonstrating. Okay, we have little faith, and then God presses in, and God gives us greater faith. Right. right? And right. and so I think that's that idea is we have nothing to be anxious over, as God is or. Deigned everything that comes into my life. He's not shocked. He's not surprised. He's not, mm-hmm. you know, he's not walking behind you waiting for you to make a right turn and go, oh, now, now we're really in trouble because <laughs> you you walked into the no man's zone. You know, right. oh, we got reason to worry. God's outside of that. And right. he sees every avenue. And so you don't have to worry if you're a Christian because he's with you.
1: That's right. Hey, just a couple of quick takeaways from this passage. First, Paul says in verse four of Philippians four, rejoice. There's a key to to overcoming worry. He says, in um, everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. So, prayer and thanksgiving are ways to overcome worry, making your requests known to God. And then it says in verse seven, "And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus." The peace of God. Mm. What what a an amazing reality. Mm-hmm. There's so many people right now, so many of us that we've gone through a season, or maybe you're in one right now as you're listening to this, you're in a season where you just have no peace. You don't have any peace about anything. Everything is is causing chaos. Everything is disrupting you. There's no peace. And and the promise is, is that when we choose to find joy in the Lord, when we choose to be thankful and to come to God in prayer and to just tell him, it says, let your request be made known to God. Say, God, I am worrying about this. Help me deal with this, Lord. Mm. Answer this problem that I'm facing in some sort of a way. It says that the peace of God will come in like a flood. We'll, and you don't even you don't even quite understand it. You can't wrap your mind around mm. it, right? Will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. He mm. talks about the mind. We, we kind of get the heart, right? The unsettled sense of the heart. But when he's talking about the mind, he's talking about the place where we form our thoughts and our mm. beliefs, and and from that we begin to form. Uh, you know, a, a worldview and an ethic of how we make decisions, right? Our, our mind is a battleground, and we're told to take every thought captive to the glory of Jesus Christ. Verse 8, of as Paul's writing this, he says, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. I would encourage mm-hmm. you, some scripture says meditate on these things. What are you thinking about? What are you mentally In your mind, what are you dwelling on? What kind of thought patterns do you continue to repeat over and over and over again? The other key here that Paul says to overcoming anxiety is as the peace of God is guarding your heart and your mind, begin to fill your mind with things that are true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable, excellent, worthy of praise.
2: Hmm. Keith, the the opposite, or I'll just say this, anxiety is fear. It really is. Mm -hmm. And the opposite of fear is faith. And when you talk about the thought life, I mean every person listening can, can can relate to this that we start thinking about things in our minds that aren't realities and never will become realities. It stirs up anxiety. When I when scripture says in David and Satan moved upon the heart of David to number the people, why did David number the people? There was something going on in his mind right. that was creating some sort of anxiety that led him to think, I need to know how many people I have. What, what kind of, if, if I go into war, do I have enough? Whatever it was, the enemy moved on his heart. And I think a lot of times that's the case with us. The enemy moves on our heart. We, we have situations that come in to our lives and we start thinking about things that cause anxiety. And I don't know if anyone can relate. There's times where I've thought about things in a situation and they never happen. Right, most of them yeah. never happen. Right, yet I spent hours, maybe days, maybe weeks dwelling on a reality that never became a reality, with stirring up anxiety mm. and fear and robbing my soul. Yeah. Right, and so yeah. I, I think when we talk about this idea of the mind, we need to understand that in the mind where thoughts are initiated, when we if we grab onto those thoughts. Those thoughts usher in with them anxiety. It brings anxiety in and we start living there and we're dwelling there. And that is the opposite of faith. And that's why, to your point, um, we are to focus and we are to think about Mm -hmm. the good things. And what I've started doing lately, Keith, is when I start getting those thoughts that are bringing me down, that are like causing anxiety or whatever, I stop myself and I say, would God be saying this to me? Right. Would God be saying this to me? The answer is yes or no. That's right. right. And if it's no, I'm having a conversation with the other guy who moved on the heart of David. Right. I'm stopping this right now. Right. It's, it's over. And so we need to be careful with that. And this may sound elementary,
1: but it's true. The key to a healthy relationship with the Lord where the reality of God's presence in your life affects every area of your life is to spend time in prayer, mm-hmm. to spend time in the word, and to spend time with other Followers of Christ who are doing the same thing. Amen. You know, it is so important for us to pray daily and you can pray anywhere at any time. You can have a dedicated time per day. But right now, as you're listening to this, as we wrap up this show, you can pray and say, God, I'm dealing, I'm anxious about this and talk to him about it. And he will respond with his peace, that his word, like the scripture, provides promises to us that if we move towards him in faith on matters of joy, thanksgiving, prayer, meditation on good things, that he will respond to us with his peace, that he will give us his peace that passes understanding. And then you need to be in fellowship with other Christians who are struggling with the same things, and we're all going to the same God who sent the same Savior with the same good news that we can find peace and hope and life in him. So I hope Amen. today's passage from Philippians chapter 4, verse 4 through 8 has been an encouragement to you on how to overcome anxiety. Pastor Steve, would you pray for those listening as we are all together dealing with anxiety?
2: Yeah, Lord, I just want to thank you for this opportunity, God. To speak truth into the ears of the listeners, Lord, I pray for those that find themselves depressed. They find themselves depressed oftentimes because of the anxieties of life. Lord, I pray that they would tap into the words of you, Lord Jesus, that they have nothing to be anxious about, that you are on the throne, that you provide all their sustenance, Lord. You are the author and the perfecter of their faith. Not one thing is going to happen in their life without the approval of you, the King. And so, Lord, I pray that they would look at that and take their eyes off of those circumstances. God, for those that are anxious, God, I pray you'd work in their heart and show them that you desire a faith that abandons all, Lord, in every circumstance, God, and you will bring them through. Lord, we love you. And I pray that you would give them your spirit, God, to see life as it is in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word, hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke. We hope you've been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If today's conversation encouraged you in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at ShoutsOfGraceRadio.com. At ShoutsOfGraceRadio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith. Shouts of Grace Radio is a joint outreach of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah, and River Community Church in West Jordan, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show. And from all of us at Shouts of Grace Radio, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ.